the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the new Freedom 1570. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. President Trump says the U.S. is very, very ready for whatever the new coronavirus threat brings. During a news conference last evening at the White House, Mr. Trump said there's no certainty that the virus will get worse. I don't think it's inevitable. It probably will. It possibly will. It could be at a very small level or it could be at a larger level. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. We have the best people in the world. The president has been pushing back against criticism that his administration isn't doing enough to meet the coronavirus threat. Meanwhile, the U.S. and South Korea have put off joint military drills until further notice. The move is a response to the spread of COVID-19. More than 1,700 cases have been reported in South Korea, making it the largest outbreak outside mainland China. Those cases include 22 South Korean soldiers and one American. Nearly 10,000 South Korean troops have been placed under quarantine. Correspondent Ben Thomas with that report. Thousands are gathering outside the nation's capital for the annual Conservative Political Action Conference. The November election is on the mind of CPAC organizers who have made this year's theme America versus Socialism. Also at townhall.com, the U.S. economy grew at an annual rate of 2.1% in the final quarter of last year. The Commerce Department says the overall pace of growth in the October to December quarter was unchanged from its initial estimate a month ago, though the components were slightly altered. A slowdown in business restocking was less severe than first believed. However, a cutback in business investment in new equipment was more of a drag on growth than initially estimated. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting economists have been downgrading their forecasts for the first quarter of this year as fears of the coronavirus impact have escalated. On Wall Street, stocks are lower. The price of crude oil down 3.4 percent. The Dow is off 462 points. The Nasdaq down 177. More on these stories at townhall.com. Statement is not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individual results will vary. If you tried to lose weight and failed, it wasn't your fault. According to leading medical experts, when we cut back on how much we eat, our body shifts into survival mode, reducing our metabolism and making us even hungrier. But now, a breakthrough discovery that helps you fight food cravings is available without a prescription. Riduzone uses your body's natural appetite control, a molecule called OEA, to break that cycle. Riduzone is the only product that contains OEA. I've lost 75 pounds using Riduzone. My husband has lost 50 pounds using Riduzone. Riduzone has made it so that we eat less food, and it has taken away the cravings that we used to have. Riduzone has made it so that I can lose the weight without feeling hungry. Go to Riduzone.com. Use promo code today to save up to 65% off your order. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Save up to 65% and get free shipping by using promo code today at Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. It's Freedom 1570. I'm Lee Michaels. Thanks for being with us. Not a bad day. Mid-20s as we check that forecast. 15 tonight. Partly cloudy around 30 for your Friday, but then warmer into the weekend. Should be near 40 on Saturday. Looking at low 40s on Sunday. Get out and enjoy. Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black coming your way next here on Freedom 1570. Online, freedom1570.com. Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. Dana Lash. All of us here paid for our own stuff. Why can't some of these other people out there? Is it because they don't have the work ethic? Don't sit here and tell me about opportunity. I came broke from rural Missouri with a single mother. Don't tell me about opportunity. It has to be work ethic. Nobody owes you anything. And the sooner parents teach their kids that in life, the happier the world will be. You're not owed an education. You're not owed a new car. You're not owed a home. Government isn't Santa. The Dana Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on Freedom 1570. Tall, blind, and plumbing and drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Is your water softener on the fritz? Are you lugging more bags of salt, yet your water just doesn't feel soft? Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains now for a water softener efficiency checkup. 
If it's beyond repair, you'll get a free carbon filter with the purchase of a new water softener. Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains today. Certain restrictions apply. Please see dealer for details. A consistent paycheck. That's the difference between working and being retired. Are you working with a financial advisor to guarantee that retirement paycheck? Has your advisor discussed this with you? This week on Money Matters with Alan Mike, they'll talk about how to obtain the income you need and the risks to be overcome during your golden years. Learn how to create a sustainable, consistent monthly check in retirement. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them at 855-231-6010. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great- Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about the rest of the story. Now, some of you, when I say the rest of the story, hopefully are taken to where I'm going with this radio show, and it's Paul Harvey. You know, uh, when I started this radio show uh, back five years ago, I was approached uh, to do this radio show. Uh, People had heard about me, the impact I've been making. And so when uh, Minneapolis had bought the the Disney station, uh, uh, it was interesting because I was approached by Gary Borgadell. uh, And he said, hey, we're going to start a new uh, uh, wellness station. It's going to be 24 hours uh, wellness, you know, mental wellness, financial wellness, pharmacological wellness, just a wellness station. And I was wondering if you'd like to do a radio show. So, uh, you know, I thought about it. I prayed about it. uh, And God gave me confirmation that I should do it. And then I started asking, well, what type of radio show would it be? You know, based on my training, you know, what I do at likeitmatters.net. Uh, and I got to tell you, what was coming to my mind was do like a, a little bit of a chicken soup for the soul, uh, uh, Dr. Laura, Dr. Phil, kind of all blended together, you know, with the psychology, biology, kind of hard-hitting truth. But as I was putting together the thoughts of what this radio show would be like, there was one person's name that kept popping in my head, and it was Paul Harvey. And kind of like, I remember Paul Harvey when I was younger. And so, uh, if you don't know who Paul Harvey is, his name is Paul Harvey, actually, Arant, A-U-R-A-N-D-T, born September 4th, 1918, and then he died February 28, 2009. And so, it is coming upon the anniversary of his death, and so I thought it'd be appropriate uh, to do a radio show uh, to honor him. Because he had an impact on many people's lives, and he had an impact on my life. Because he gave me a an understanding, a a picture, a sound of I didn't know it at the time of what my future radio show uh, could be like. Someone I could model after. Uh, so uh, Paul Harvey uh, was a conservative American radio broadcaster for ABC News Radio. He broadcasts news and comment on weekday mornings and middays and at noons on, at noon on Saturdays, as well as his famous The Rest of the Story segments. From 1952 through 2008, his programs reached as many as 24 million people every week. Paul Harvey News was carried on 1,200 radio stations, 400 American Forces Network stations, and 300 newspapers. Paul Harvey was a familiar voice on American radio sets during the mid-century. He was also a political soothsayer and a prognosticator, sorry, uh, and a patriot. Uh, And uh, if you listen to enough of his stuff, he had a working knowledge of the Bible. So without a doubt, uh, I have to believe he was also uh, a Christian. And so what I want to do is, first of all, let you hear his voice. Uh, because his voice is unmistakable. Uh, and I want to play for you uh, something called A Warning to the Nation. Uh, it was uh, played, it was first broadcast on April 3rd, 1965, 55 years ago. And boy, did he hit it spot on. It's called Warning to the Nations. And let's go ahead and play that for him, please. If I were the devil, 
I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies, and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect the discipline of emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I had judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what will you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public. And I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that incredible? 55 years ago. Uh, I was born in 1965. He did this in 1965, six months before my birthday, uh, October 8th, 1965. Paul Harvey went on the radio and shared what I just shared with you. Uh, it was stunning uh, how right on. His voice was so clear, but he did also a lot of writing as well. And let me share with you uh, one of those called uh, I Hope. Uh, and by the way, uh, the, the quote I love to quote here is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, the only gift is a portion of thyself. And this is how we leave a legacy. What is the portion of thyself that you are leaving for future generations? And this is something Paul Harvey left for future generations. Quote, we tried so hard to make things better for our kids that we made them worse. For my grandchildren, I'd like better. I'd really like for them to know about hand-me-down clothes and homemade ice cream and leftover meatloaf sandwiches. I really would. I hope you learn humility by being humiliated and that you learn honesty by being cheated. I hope you learn to make your own bed and mow the lawn and wash the car. And I really hope nobody gives you a brand new car when you're 16. It will be good if at least one time you can see puppies born and your old dog put to sleep. I hope you get a black eye fighting for something you believe in. I hope you have to share a bedroom with your younger brother, and it's all right if you have to draw a line down the middle of the room. But when he wants to crawl under the covers with you because he's scared, I hope you let him. When you want to see a movie and your little brother wants to tag along, I hope you'll let him. I hope you have to walk uphill to school with your friends and that you live in a town where you can do it safely. On rainy days when you have to catch a ride, I hope you don't ask your driver to drop you two blocks away so you don't won't be seen riding with someone as uncool as your mom. If you want a slingshot, I hope your dad teaches you how to make one instead of buying one. 
I hope you learn to dig in the dirt and read books. When you learn to use computers, I hope you also learn to add and subtract in your head. I hope you get teased by your friends when you have your first crush on a girl. And when you talk back to your mother, that you learn what ivory soap tastes like. May your skin, your knee, climbing a mountain, burn your hand on a stove, and stick your tongue on a frozen flag, frozen flagpole. If a friend offers you dope or a joint, I hope you realize he's not your friend. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I loved about Paul Harvey, his commonsensicalness. He just spoke it like it was. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be talking about the rest of the story, paying tribute to Paul Harvey. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 12th through the 14th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Class Schedule for registration details. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click Class Schedule. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applications, only commitment. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 12th through the 14th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Class Schedule for registration details. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click Class Schedule. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applications, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about the rest of the story. Yeah, today I want to pay tribute to Paul Harvey, uh, a man that I looked for as a sounding board, if you will, on what my radio show should sound like. That's what I mean by sounding board. Uh, you know, he was very influential on me. I would heard him many times as a young kid growing up. And what I liked about Paul Harvey is he just seemed to make sense. He would take uh, complicated, convoluted things and just make them make sense. You know, what's lacking today in America uh, is just common sense because there's not a lot of common things about us. And so, excuse me, today I'd like to really pay tribute uh, to Paul Harvey because he impacted many, many people. And before the break, I was reading to you a um, something he wrote called I Hope. Uh, and uh, I didn't get a chance to finish it because my timing was off. But let me back up a little bit. This is the ending of what I was reading, uh, and it's what he called hope. 
Uh, he's talking to his grandkids, saying, may you skin your knee climbing a mountain, burn your hand on a stove, and stick your tongue on a frozen flagpole. If a friend offers you dope or a joint, I hope you realize he is not your friend. I sure hope you make time to sit on a porch with your grandpa and go fishing with your uncle. May you feel sorrow at a funeral and joy during the holidays. I hope your mother punishes you when you throw a baseball through your neighbor's window and that she hugs you and kisses you at Christmas time when you give her a plaster mold of your hand. These things I wish for you. Tough times and disappointment. Hard work and happiness. And that just, uh, you know, what he was talking about is we, we become so cushioned. Uh, we're so protected. Uh, and, man, remember he died in 2009. Uh, and uh, here we are in 2020. Uh, and, uh, you know, I wonder the same thing. Have I protected my kids from so much hurt and pain uh, that I've made them a snowflake? That they can't handle the tough things of life. You know, I read, uh, shared with you an article I'd read uh, a, a week ago or two weeks ago about Lionel Richie, and that he wished his daughter Sophia lots of failure. And on the outside, it sounds strange, but no, we used to learn how to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, hit again. We used to learn how to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. We used to learn uh, how to overcome by being knocked down. We used to learn how to be tough. Uh, by having struggles. Uh, now we're protected from all that. Uh, and we don't grow. We don't stretch. Uh, uh, you know, our enemy's going to laugh because for, you know, 30% of the America, 33% of America, if you say Trump, people shudder. Uh, Ileana Omar, an elected congresswoman there from Minneapolis, had to be held during the State of the Union uh, because Brett Kavanaugh's name was brought up or Trump's name was brought up or or 10 million people, less people, are, are needing food stamps, and she just shudders. I'm just stunned uh, how weak we've become individually, how weak we've become uh, in America, that uh, a little bit of struggle just knocks us down and we don't get up. We play the victim instead of picking ourselves up, dusting ourselves off. We become this victimized culture. And so that's what Paul Harvey was talking about when he talked about hope. There's something in business called failing forward. You know, a lot of people, the reason why they're not successful enough is because they haven't failed enough. We learn from our failures. We learn how to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. We learn how to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit again. It's a muscle. It's a memory. It's overcoming. It's the, the great civil rights movement. Uh, it's with the, they would sing the Negro spirituals. Uh, about how their God, as they're being abused or being uh, treated poorly because of the color of their skin. Man, uh, some of the great things, I'm not saying let's go back to the time when, when black people were treated that way. But man, you look at some of the people who responded and how they responded, the, the, great, uh, the great people of the Civil Rights Movement. We just celebrated National History Month, I mean National Black History Month. Uh, it's stunning. Uh, these these people who had to overcome the unfairness of life, the injustice of life, being treated like less than human uh, for a choice that wasn't theirs, the color of their skin. And, and it just rips my soul out uh, to, to see people treated like that. Anybody, I don't think anybody should be treated poorly. I don't care if you're a dog or a human being. You should be treated fairly, justly, kindly. That's just my, my belief. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the color of your skin is. That's just my own personal opinion. And I love that about Paul Harvey. And by the way, Paul Harvey made a somewhat of a comeback uh, in 2013, I don't know if you remember, uh, during the Super Bowl. And this was the article I found from uh, February 3 from The Atlantic. It said a decades-old speech from a conservative radio broadcaster who passed away in 2009 became a major topic of chatter uh, when it was condensed and delivered in the audio backup for Ram Trucks uh, during the second half of the Super Bowl. The speech was originally delivered in 1978, smack dab in the middle of the Carter era, and with its folksy timber and talk of God, Paul Harvey's words stood amid the stream of ads that ranged from salacious to ridiculous to sentimental on the 21st century CBS. See, that's what he did. He brought it things common sense. He would, he would get you emotionally involved. He would take everything, the political, uh, the spiritual, uh, the social, uh, 
and put it all together uh, in a way that it made a lot of sense, a lot of sense. And so I remember, I think it was uh, Clint Eastwood that actually did the commercial, but there was it was a big deal. It was it was big. I remember there was uh, a lot of discussion about it, uh, and it was uh, you know two, Paul Harvey died in two thousand nine, so it was four years after his death. But it resonated with people. It got people mostly involved, and they were just talking about a truck. But what it did was bring back a lot of other thoughts from that time frame. And one of my favorite things that Paul Harvey did is for, called Freedom to Chains. And what I want to do is break it out into four segments. But I want to play the first segment for you because, again, he seems to be like, like a soothsayer, uh, telling the future uh, in the now. Uh, and here we are, uh, 55 years later, and it seems very apropos. So, again, this was from 1965. This is a three-minute section called From Freedom to Chains. You see, ours is not the first by George good government to arise on the world stage. There have been several. Rome, and Spain, and Greece, and China, and each enjoyed about 150 years at its zenith. That's just about our time in the New World. And then each decayed away. Not one of them was ever destroyed by anybody else's marching legions. Each rotted away, morally, socially, culturally, economically, simultaneously. You know, one of the most cruel paradoxes of history is this. Because each was a good government, it bore bountiful fruit. And when it bore bountiful fruit, the people got fat. And when they got fat, they got lazy. When they got lazy, they began to want to absolve themselves of personal responsibility and turn over to government to do for them things which traditionally they had been doing for themselves. At first, there appears to be nothing wrong asking government to perform some extra service for you, but if you ask government for extra services, government, in order to perform its increasing function, has to get bigger, right? And as government gets bigger, in order to support its increasing size, it has to what? tax the individual more so the individual gets littler and to collect the increased taxes requires more tax collectors so the government gets bigger in order to pay the additional tax collectors it has to tax the individual more so the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler and the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler until the government is all powerful the individual is hardly anything at all the government is all powerful the people are cattle now some believe that the need is for a vigorous, strong man to arise on the scene, to regulate and regiment the affairs of men. Yet history tells us there have been several such. Once upon a time, there was a nation great and powerful and good. She was suffering from the aftermath of war, from a depression. And then came upon the scene a leader, an idealist, self-confident, intolerant of criticism. Wisely, he limited his early activities to combating the financial depression. Nobody could argue with that. But in a while, he began to regulate business and establish new rules to govern commerce and finance. Some of them in diametrical disagreement with the God-made laws of supply and demand, but anybody who disagreed with those new rules was promptly fired. The new leader saw that under the old system of free enterprise, landlords prospered, so he levied new taxes to take away their profits and destroy what he called the monopoly of capital. To please laborers, he controlled prices. To win the favor of the farmers, he gave them loans and subsidies. The national debt mounted alarmingly. Whenever anybody tried to tell him that governments, even as people, can go broke when they spend beyond their incomes, he said they just didn't understand deficit finance. Well, what do you say? Did he build on rock or on sand? I say on sand. For you see, this was the story of Emperor Tsu Tung Po, who led China to its doom more than a thousand years ago. I am satisfied with all my heart that if Uncle Sam ever does get whipped, here too, it will have been an inside job. Incredible. I mean, pretty spot on, uh, if you think about it. And we're going to be playing different pieces of that throughout this radio show, because I want you to hear it in his words and his voice. And, man, this man, uh, and after the break, I'm going to go into some of the details of how much of ABCs that he controlled, about how, how much of the revenue that he controlled, about the impact he made. And he was just a slow-speaking uh, a southern guy who just wanted to make things make sense, common sense. 
And that's why I love the whole concept of the rest of the story. Because on this radio show, we talk about pulling back the green curtain, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, the Wizard of Oz. Because there's always a lot of other things to the story. And that's what I believe I do on this radio show, is I give you a fuller picture. I give you the rest of the story. So I am Mr. Black. Today we're paying tribute to Paul Harvey, and we'll be right back in three minutes. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 12th through the 14th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Class Schedule for registration details. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click Class Schedule. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applications, only commitment. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hairs resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to I need more hair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hairs resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 12th through the 14th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Class Schedule for registration details. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click Class Schedule. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applications, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today it brings me great honor to pay tribute to Paul Harvey, uh, a mentor of mine, because he gave me an example of what my future radio show should sound like. He uh, was historically accurate. He was a man of God. He was a conservative. He was a common-sense guy. And back in the day, uh, that's what America was about. And America embraced him. America liked him. Uh, but again, today America is much different. And why are we different? Because of what we believe. Uh, and when I think of the, the, the slogan, Make America Great Again, uh, I think of people like Paul Harvey. Uh, no nonsensical people, people who worked hard, uh, people who, who knew how our government was formed and who had a love of God. 
So, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, things that he recorded, he recorded 55 years ago from Freedoms of Chains. In the last segment, I, I played a snippet of it. In this segment, we're going to play two snippets of it because I just think it's, it's real common sense. And he really deals a lot with history, too, because remember the old saying, if we don't learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. And so let's go ahead and play a clip number two uh, from Freedom to Chains. It was internal decay. It was not external attack that destroyed the Roman Empire. Starting about 146 B.C., internal conditions in Rome were characterized by a welter of class wars and conflicts, street brawls, corrupt governors, lack of personal integrity and moral responsibility. About 290 years after Christ, a Roman emperor named Diocletian took over. He really grabbed the bull by the horns. He took over in a period of turmoil and severe depression. The first thing Diocletian did was call in the gold and close the banks and raise the taxes. He reduced the power of the Senate, delegated its power to a lot of little government bureaus. Do you know they even had a transportation act back there prescribing the fee required to rent one laden ass per mile? And at today's rate of exchange, it would have amounted to about one-eighth cent per mile which meant that in order to make a profit, a jackass would have to carry five passengers? That was simply beyond the capacity of the jackass. Diocletian put millions of people on the public payroll, but when this failed to do the job, the country was still in trouble. He asked more personal powers for himself. For a brief while, incidentally, they were standby powers, but then he used them all at once. He froze wages, he froze prices, he froze jobs, he stopped profits, he dictated to the farmer what he should plant, when and how he should sell it, and for how much, and he rationed food. And what happened? The labor market closed down. Incentive was gone. Farm life became dependent on bureaucratic red tape. Exorbitant taxes cost the farmer his land. He kept for himself only a small plot on which he might grow turnips for his family. He lost the rest of it to the state. And without food and with incentive gone, city life stagnated and declined. And Rome passed into what history has recorded as the Dark Ages, lasting a thousand years just by turning to the left the world has gone in circles a nation would evolve from a monarchy into an oligarchy from oligarchy to dictatorship from dictatorship to bureaucracy from bureaucracy to pure democracy where finally the people would cry out from the chaos and confusion of the streets oh please god give us a king and god would give them a king and they'd have a monarchy again and start the whole silly cycle anew now, either we will profit from the errors of their ways, or it follows as the night, the day, our children are going to have to relive the dark ages all over again. See, that's what I mean. I mean, he's just so spot on. And when you understand this was not recorded a year ago, this was not recorded five years ago or ten years ago, this was recorded 55 years ago. So he's without a doubt uh, ahead of the curve. He was without a doubt able to connect things. See, that's what vision is. A leader has vision. And so Paul Harvey, uh, the rest of the story, and many people like me heard it over and over, week after week, month after month, year after years. Uh, and so I had found this article from 2011. It was on the anniversary of his death just two years earlier. It says the quick 10, the rest of Paul Harvey's story, because that was his, his cliche, his term was the rest of the story. And so uh, the article goes like this. He says, hello, Americans and flossy readers from everywhere else, because this is from mentalfloss.com. Two years ago today, February 28, 2009, Paul Harvey died at the age of 90, having been on the radio for over 70 years. Uh, for what it's worth, here are 10 interesting tidbits about the legend of radio number one he would want us to mention his name born in he would want us to mention his name paul harvey born in tulsa oklahoma on 7, september 4th 1918 as paul harvey arant a-u-r-a-n-d-t the newscaster was the son of a police officer and a danish immigrant he dropped his surname when he began his radio career at kvoo in tulsa Number two, he wasn't into long courtships, and apparently he knew what he wanted when he saw what he wanted. Harvey met Lynn Angel Cooper at KXOKAM in St. Louis, where they were both newscasters. He proposed on their first date. She accepted a year later. Sounds like my friend Brett Wassel. Uh, and the couple married in 1940. The rest, as they say, 
is history. Uh, number three, fun fact about Paul Harvey. He was a friend of animals. Uh, Paul and Angel were members of the Humane Society from the group's founding in 1954. Later, son Paul Jr. became involved as well. Again, notice the impact of parents. Harvey discussed issues of animal cruelty in his broadcast and publicly endorsed animal protection initiatives in Arizona and California. Uh, number four, advertisers put their money where his mouth was. In 1979, People magazine reported that Harvey made about $2 million a year, as much money as Barbara Walters, Walter Cronkite, and Mike Wallace combined. In 2000, ABC extended Harvey's co- contract by 10 years and $100 million. In 2005, Forbes reported a $30 million income for the broadcaster. And in 2006, Harvey reportedly accounted for 10% of ABC's $300 million a year in advertising earnings. Incredible. Incredible. He was a powerful man. Uh, and I've been playing clips of uh, his recording that he did in 1965 called Freedoms to Chains, uh, and I would like to play another clip for you now. How come, after thousands of years of experiment, our new nation has come so far, so fast? All this in less than 200 years. What is the secret of our success? Well, I think it had to do with a basic American's creed. Perhaps it never passed the pioneer's lips in this form, but if it had, I think he would have said something like this. I believe in my God, in my country, and in myself. I know that sounds like a trite, too simple thing to say, and yet it's a rare man today who will dare to stand up and say, I believe in my God and my country and in myself, and in that order. When the early American pioneer first turned his eyes toward the West, there were only Indian trails or traces, as they were called, for him to follow through the wilderness. Do you know today you can roller skate from Miami to Seattle, from San Diego to Plymouth Rock? In this little bitty instant, as historical time has measured, our 7% of the Earth's population has come to possess more than half of all the world's good things. How come? Well, sir, when that early pioneer turned his eyes toward the West, he didn't demand that somebody else look after him. He didn't demand a free education. He didn't demand a guaranteed rocking chair at eventide. He didn't demand that somebody else take care of him if he got ill or got old. There was an old-fashioned philosophy in those days that a man was supposed to provide for his own and for his own future. He didn't demand a maximum amount of money for a minimum amount of work. Nor did he expect pay for no work at all. Come to think of it, he didn't demand anything. That hard-handed pioneer just looked out there at the rolling plains stretching away to the tall green mountains and then lifted his eyes to the blue skies and said, Thank you, God. Now I can take it from here. Now that spirit isn't dead in our country. It's dormant. It's been discredited in some circles, driven underground, but it isn't dead. It's just that a few seasons ago, politicians baiting their hooks with free barbecue and trading a Ponzi promise for votes began telling us we don't want opportunity anymore. We want security. We don't want opportunity, they said. We want security. They said it so often we came to believe them. We wanted security. And they gave us chains. And we were secure. Suddenly, with our constitutional guarantees depleted, with our national character eroding away, with our tax laws penalizing those who dare to prosper, with workers concentrating on how little they can get by with instead of how much they can produce, suddenly we looked overhead one day to discover that the first tin moon in space was a Russian accomplishment. That free men dragging their feet had been outdistanced by slave workers dragging their chains. And we were sore afraid. Perhaps this was a disguised blessing too. Maybe a dramatic accomplishment by this Cold War adversary was necessary to get us off our dead centers and back to work again. My God, my country, and myself. Isn't that powerful? That's what our values in America used to be. And when people came to America, they assimilated. They became Americans. Uh, I look in uh, uh, in Minneapolis uh, uh, with Ilion Omar. And man, Minneapolis, you guys can do so much better. Here's a woman when she defines herself, talks about she's Muslim, she's a woman, uh, she's this, she's that. But nowhere does it say she's American. 
you know, America is not, Barack Obama is correct, a, a Christian nation, although it was founded upon people with Christian principles. Uh, and we've lost those things. And not that there should be freedom of religion and that no government should dictate the religion because God's not into a forced uh, acceptance anyways. Why? Because a gift that's commanded is no gift at all. But today I really, really want to talk about common sense because that's what Paul Harvey was about. He was about common sense, about good old hard work ethic, about ingenuity, about traits and qualities that made America that, that, that shining light, that made America the beacon for many seeking freedom and opportunity. And we've changed America, and I don't think we're better for it. That's what we mean by let's make America great again. I am Mr. Black. Today, we're acknowledging the, the impact of Paul Harvey, and we'll be back in three minutes with the rest of the story. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 12th through the 14th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Class Schedule for registration details. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click Class Schedule. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applications, only commitment. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 12th through the 14th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on class schedule for registration details. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click class schedule. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applications, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and uh, this weekend I am in class. We're in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, we are conducting a class for uh, Leadership Awakening for uh, 22 individuals, a big class. Uh, man, uh, 22 lives will change this weekend. 
uh, and we will be at the, uh, the what is it, the Marriott over there off of 20, uh, 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, if you want to come check us out, see inspirational graduation, see how we can change lives uh, in two and a half days. That's impossible, but we do it every single weekend. Just go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and you can read about our transformational training. And today we're talking about someone who had a huge impact on my life and many other Americans, uh, Mr. Paul Harvey. And before the break, I was going in through a list of uh, um, fun facts about Paul Harvey. That's from an article I got from mentalfloss.com, just 10 interesting facts. Uh, We'll pick up on number five. He was a coiner of words. Uh, Reaganomics, Guestimate, and Skyjacker have all been attributed to Paul Harvey. Uh, Number six, he probably didn't write that forwarded email you keep getting. Uh, not that I'm a big fan of Snopes, but Snopes has an ever-growing section of Paul Harvey misattributed quotes, uh, almost entirely all false. So if you're still getting the rest of the story forwards, claiming Mel Gibson is the real-life man without a face, and Grace Slick named her daughter God, uh, you can disregard them. <laughs> Number seven, uh, he was nearly charged with espionage in 1951. Harvey was caught on restricted property at uh, Argonne National Laboratory, a nuclear test site near Chicago. He was doing investigative journalism, uh, but he was actually uh, brought before a grand jury, not indicted. A year later, he met with FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, and the two became friends. Number eight, uh, based on that, you can tell he was well-connected, to say the least. Uh, following his Harvard's brush with the law, uh, Harvey's brush with the law, his friendship with Hoover proved rather beneficial to his show. Uh, in 2010, Paul Harvey's FBI file was released under the Freedom of Information Act. The 1,400 pages of information indicate that officials in the Bureau were happy to add meat to the bones of Harvey's broadcast content. Number nine, he was highly awarded. Uh, Harvey was named American of the Year, Father of the Year, Salesman of the Year, Commentator of the Year, Person of the Year, elected in the Radio Hall of Fame, uh, DeMolay Hall of Fame, and Oklahoma Hall of Fame, listed in a Gallup poll of America's Most Admired Men, and received 11 Freedom Foundation Awards, the Horatio Alger Award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and an honorary degree from Washington University in St. Louis. And lastly, number 10, the rest of the story, most of us remember Paul Harvey from his ubiquitous, ubiquitous The Rest of the Story pieces, which broadcast to more than 24 million listeners a week in the show's peak, premiering on May 10, 1976. The series ran six days a week until Harvey's death in 2009 and was written by Paul Harvey. Now, I was reading, too, some of the people uh, that uh, filled in for Harvey was incredible. Pretty famous people. Uh, Fill-ins, former Senator uh, Fred Thompson, substituted for Harvey regularly from 2006-2007. Other substitutes for Harvey included his son, Paul Harvey Jr., Doug Limerick, Paul W. Smith, Gil Gross, Ron Chapman, Mitt Romney, Mike Huckabee, Mort Krim, uh, Art Van Horn, Scott Shannon, and Tony Snow. I love Tony Snow. Three weeks after Harvey's death, the entire news and comment franchise was canceled. Talk about a man carrying it. You know, I had shared earlier, too, about the uh, the poem uh, that he had written. or this, uh, I don't know if it's a poem or not, but about uh, the farmer. You know, with Mike Bloomberg downplaying what farmers do and can do, I thought I'd share this with you. Paul Harvey said, and on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, and then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. I need somebody with arms strong enough to rustle a calf and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Someone to call hogs, tame cantankerous machinery, come home hungry, have to wait lunch, uh, wait, have to wait lunch until his wife's done feeding, visiting ladies, and tell the ladies be sure and come back real soon and mean it. So God made a farmer. God said I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die, then dry his eyes and say maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a persimmon sprout, 
shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make harness out of haywire, feed sacks and shoe scraps, and who, planting time and harvest season, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, then pain and from tractor back, put in another 72 hours. So God made a farmer. God had to have somebody willing to ride the ruts at double speed to get the hay in ahead of the rain clouds and yet stop in midfield and race to help when he sees the first smoke from a neighbor's place. So God made a farmer. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear tires and heave bells, yet gentle enough to tame lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink coned pallets, who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. It had to be somebody who'd plow deep and straight and not cut corners, somebody to seed, weed, feed, breed, and rake and disc and plow and plant and tie and fleece and strain the milk and replenish the self-feeder and finish a hard week's work with a five-mile drive to church. Somebody who'd bait, who'd bail a family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing, who would laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes when his son says he wants to spend his life doing what dad does. So God made a farmer. See, ladies, you know, that common sense just isn't so common anymore. you got people in the past, you know, Abraham Lincoln said it pretty clearly. America will never be destroyed from the outside if we falter and lose our freedoms. It will become because we destroyed ourselves. You know, Ronald Reagan said that freedom is never more than one generation, one generation away from extinction, right? We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day we'll spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where people used to be free. So powerful. Two centuries ago, a somewhat obscure Scotsman named Titler uh, made this profound observation. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the majority discovers it can vote itself largesse out of the public treasury. After that, the majority always votes for the candidate, promising the most benefits with the result of democracy collapses because of the loose fiscal policy ensuing, always to be followed by a dictatorship than by a monarchy. Matter of fact, there's something called the Titler cycle where he goes through it. This is basically democracies live to be about 200 years. And this is what the theory that developed by Scottish historian Alexander Titler. He says basically about 200 years, the cycle starts out with a society in bondage and then it goes to spiritual faith and then it goes to courage and then it goes to liberty, and then it goes to abundance, then it goes to selfishness, then it goes to complacency, then it goes to apathy, then it goes to dependence, and then it goes right back to bondage. The Titler cycle in history, and look where America's at, where we open our borders up to anybody that wants to come in. No more assimilation. Just live off the company dole. And then if I bring you here, and you're here illegally, and you live off the government largesse, who do you think you're going to vote for? Probably people who give you more stuff and more things. And that's what today I wanted to pay tribute to Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, because America, we can be great, uh, but we need to go back to common sense thinking, to common sense understanding, to go back to those simple little things that made America what was thought of when you thought of America. And that's what this radio show is about, to help you get you thinking. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. If we can revive in ourselves, then in our youth, something of that basic American's creed, the horizon has never, ever been so limitless. For man stands now on the threshold of his highest adventure of all, his first faltering footsteps into space. Twenty years from today... Half of the products you will be using in your everyday living aren't even in the dictionary yet. We've got it made. If we just keep on keeping on, we've got it made. And if we don't, 
we will follow those other great nation-states of history into the graveyard of ignominious oblivion. History promises only this for certain. We will get exactly what we deserve. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. A consistent paycheck. That's the difference between working and being retired. Are you working with a financial advisor to guarantee that retirement paycheck? Has your advisor discussed this with you? This week on Money Matters with Alan Mike, they'll talk about how to obtain the income you need and the risks to be overcome during your golden years. Learn how to create a sustainable, consistent monthly check in retirement. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them at 855-231-6010. It's smoked for 14 hours. We know you're going to love that pulled pork. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ringing liberty 